Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It is no secret that my top manifesting hack is my daily use of subliminal audios. I mean, mostly because I'm lazy and I get to manifest in my sleep. What a goddamn dream. Who wouldn't love it? Subliminal messaging has been around for years. The Guardian published an article back in 2007 stating that scientists have found that subliminal messages leave a mark on the brain. And that's why everyone from Apple to Coca-Cola have infamously used it in their advertising campaigns. Subliminal stimuli are any sensory stimuli below a person's threshold for conscious perception, i.e. you think you're just listening to a relaxing piece of music, but boom, there are hundreds, if not thousands, thousands of powerful statements and affirmations beneath the music that you can't hear with your conscious brain. These affirmations can have distinct impacts on people's thoughts and behaviour. Choose from a range including perfect health, wealth and success, beauty and confidence, fertility, weight loss, meet your soulmate, peaceful and present parent, happy kids and so much more. Easily download onto your phone or live stream when exercising, cooking dinner, in the bath or my personal favourite as you go to sleep as part of your daily mindset practice. Go to francescaamber.com to get yours. Welcome back to Law of Attraction Changed My Life. Today, I have a guest who you will know her from Celebs Go Dating. She is Paul Brunson's BFF, unofficial. I think I'm his <laughs> actual one, whatever. We'll argue about that later. <laughs> she is a life coach and a relationship expert. It is, of course, Anna Williamson. Welcome to the pod. Oh, Franny. May I call you Franny? You can. Or do you hate that name? Is it one of those names you hate? I actually hate love it. it. Oh, do you? I yeah. low-key love Wait. it. Reason being because I had a very a very good child uh, childhood friend called uh, Fran- Francesca and and I called her Franny because I loved her. And Do you know, I know what people listen- call me? My my oldest friend calls me Funky Bonks. Wow, that's not normal, ha- is it? I mean, I mean, I I, I want to know why Funky Bonks. I mean, it's kind of cool. Why do you think? <laughs> I mean, because you are one piece of absolute hotness in the sack, girl. That's why. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. So you are here to talk today. Give us some advice. Give us some mm-hmm. wisdom about relationships. Because let me tell you, right, I've been manifesting yeah. for 10 to 15 years with, I would say, a lot of success, especially yes. recently over the last couple of years, been doing a lot of self-development work. But I tell you one gaping area in my life that is very, very poor is relationships and love. And it is such a difficult area for so many people I see. Like if I put anything in the title of anything that is like manifesting love, it has like three times the views or the listens or whatever of anything else. So it is definitely something that so many people, I mean, at the end of the day, we all just want love and connection, don't we? So why do you think it's so hard? Why is it so fucking hard for people to (laughs) get this? Do you know, I think I think the person that has the answer to that question will be a very rich person. And I think this is why, and I think it's such a great insight, Fran, which is why it is such a searched topic. I know the same from, from myself, and we can we can talk about talk about this in a bit. And this isn't just a gratuitous plug, but the whole reason I, I recently developed a, a new business, one of my a coaching hub called the Relationship Place, was honestly in reply to, to this, in response to this, because the minute, as you say, you start talking about love and relationships, people are just wanting to know what that golden elixir is. You know, everyone is out there. And I think the first thing to say, I mean, it's such a massive question with, with about a thousand answers, of, of which I'm not even sure they are answers. It's more pontification, is there is no such thing as perfection. And I think we all know that, but I think it's also important to remind ourselves of that. And that isn't meant to sort of be, you know, a Debbie Downer by going, oh, great. Well, that that straight away, you know, I'm sort of I'm manifesting something negative. Absolutely not at all, because I'm all about I'm the queen of reframing. OK, that turning a negative into a positive cup half full. And, and that really comes from me having a, a massive mental breakdown 15 years ago. You know, you learn to, uh, as you will know, Fran, through self-discovery, you learn to view things in a different way. And I'm a huge believer in the law of attraction and manifesting. Um, But I think it's important really to have a very big, healthy dose of perspective, because when we are looking for romance, looking for love, looking for relationships, pardon me, when we are perhaps seeing others through rose tinted glasses that, oh, look, they've got it. You know, they've got it all. Look at them. They look happily in love. Oh, uh, Instagram, it's driving me up the wall. Here I am, you know, watching my movie for one again. But I think what's all I know, what's so important working in relationships for such a long time now as I have and being in one, being in a marriage. And I've been in a few long term relationships as well prior to my marriage is that we need to get a healthy dose of perspective that no relationship is perfect. It would be we're setting ourselves up to fail straight away if we assume one is. Um, We all have quirks and flaws. Um, there is no such thing. Uh, and I mean that in a, in a good way, because I think when we learn to look at the good bits, the things that we are matching with the match points, the things that we are enjoying when our values are aligned, how someone makes us feel, I'm all about kinesthetics. That's, that's me. I'm all about the, the feels. And if that is tipping the balance in that, this is something I would rather have in my life than not, then you know what you're winning. And I think it's just really important to set that tone because I know a lot of people place so many unrealistic expectations and pressures on themselves. And the problem is when we put pressure on ourselves, guess what happens? You know, we're giving off these signals of not desperation, but we don't want it to cock up. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I think that's and so, I think, so I haven't really answered your question, but I've, I've kind of <laughs> hopefully just stuck it up there as a bit of a, but well, well, to kind of caveat it straight away that, you know, my marriage isn't perfect, you know, and, and, and I think people might go, oh, what, you know, and I'm sh- pretty sure because we are obviously, you know, my, my, my BFF, as you say, you know, Paul Carrick Brunson, you know, Paul's in what is a very successful marriage, um, you know, him and Jill have been together way over 20 years, but you know, would Paul and Jill say their marriage is perfect? I don't know. You know, we're all realistic. And what what we know and where we've always aligned as friends is that we know how much hard work it is to keep your relationship mm. at the top of the pile of priorities. So looking for love um, can seem such an overwhelming experience for many. And I think for me, the main yeah. thing I want people to kind of recognize is try not to feel overwhelmed by it. Because when we're overwhelmed, Uh, we just don't know where we're going to start right yeah and I think like you say everyone expects it to be this perfect fairy tale because that is what you and I at our age that's what we've grown up with look at all of those fucking toxic films that are like the film (laughs) ends when they meet and now I find myself being so like not bitter what's the word you know when people meet and they're like oh my god he's so great and I just think you just wait you just wait girl, till he's like you wait till you've washed his underwear for a year and yeah it's like and I'm I find myself being really negative like that but I think that that is now changing through actually yeah. celebs go dating definitely being one of them because if you think about it we've grown up all these years with this idea that a relationship when you meet the one you will know it and it will be the one and everything will be magical and there'll be no problems and I really feel like with shows like celebs go dating it really shows you that actually that that is not true and we need to work at things and nobody is perfect I think it's funny how just as you were speaking then I realized that when I'm in a relationship I expect the other person to be perfect Mm -hmm. and to act perfectly and yet I know that I am far from perfect and so you're just setting yourself up for a fall but also as somebody that does spend a lot of time on their own self-development and working on goals and stuff that alone doing that by yourself is incredibly difficult to be able to manifest the life that you want to be able to work on yourself and work through these things to do that in tandem with a partner how on earth because I know that when I was married me and my partner were both very goal driven but we had very different goals and so many people ask me and I feel like I'm the worst person to answer this question because I'm eternally single is like how, when you are on a self-development journey, when you are working towards a life of your dreams or whatevs, you got Dave in the corner being an energy sucker, being like just wanting to stay in the same place. How do you contend with that? Do you ditch Dave? Do you leave him behind? Or do you try and grow together? Because for me, that seems impossible. Yeah, it's a, such a good question. Um, my, my, my instinctive reaction to that is you give Dave a chance. Okay. But, that, but that is not a limitless, you know, infinite chance. Um, because a relationship, it, a, a healthy, happy, fulfilled relationship has to be an interdependent relationship. So that's having your own goals. As you say, so important that we have our individuality outside of the relationship, our own uh, hobbies, friends, interests, likes, <clears throat> pardon me. But then you equally have your time together within the relationship. That's the interpart where you there create the shared goals, the shared vision. And that's the part which, let's use Dave, poor old Dave in the corner there. But if Dave is not open to getting on board with that, then that relationship is going to be very, very difficult to sustain. 
Um, mm. I'm not saying we all have to have the same exact goals, but the same, um, the same, well, the values that complement each other, where you can attain where you're going, at least so you know where you're heading. Now, this is actually quite interesting, Fran, you know, you bringing this up because this is quite, I mean, I'm, all, I'm, I'm like you, I'm as, I'm as honest as, as, as the day I was born. Um, and I'll always share it with with everybody, you know, that's interested in hearing about it, particularly, I think, when, um, you know, I wear a badge, you know, a privilege of, of, you know, coaching celebs and stuff like that. But, you know, I am kind of, God, sorry, I just gulped my coffee far too fast. Sorry about that. Regurgitating it up. Um, need the coffee. Need the coffee, Ivy. Um, but, you know, my husband and I, we've been married uh, seven years together, eight, eight and a half. And we've recently been having to realign on our shared goals. Because the independent side of our relationship is is flourishing, you know, um, and we're very good at, at compromising. I mean, that's this, again the big C word. Compromise is, is enormous in the relationship, um, and it's learning how to do that dance. You know, how to so you're not over compromising, you know, and not under compromising. You know, even that's you know all about a compromise, <laughs> compromising on the compromise, really. Yeah, but we realise, and actually, fair fair credit really to my husband, who's not the relationship coach. Um, as I say, when when you are one, it's very hard to be that in your own relationship. That, that's my get out anyway. Um, and he's <laughs> he he put it out there, and he said, "We what are our shared goals? Like we need to read. This is the thing: goals need to be constantly um, evaluated." There are short-term goals, medium-term goals, and long-term goals. Now, we have a lot of short-term goals within our relationship, you know, within a week, a month, even a year, you know, renovating our house, for example, you know, that's kind of a medium-term goal. You know, we have all, you know, sort of various little goals. Uh, Our business relationship places a joint business that we had as one of our, one of our shared goals. But it was very, he made a very good point. He said, but where, what's, what's the long-term goal? Where are we with this? And, um, and actually I, I kind of went, oh, Oh, I don't think we've checked in on this one for quite some time. And suddenly, because, you know, we were having a little bit of a bit bickery, a bit, you know, because we're both kind of doing doing our own thing well. But it's like, but where are we heading as a family, as a couple? Like, where where are we going here? You know, and and I think it all came about really because my husband, he's Sicilian and he'd been back home in Sicily sorting out something to do with a, a family house and stuff like that. And, you know, you suddenly think, and, and particularly when you're in a, um, a, a relationship that involves different cultures as well, it is like, well, actually, yeah, do, do, is his goal to settle in Sicily one day uh, or not? Yeah. Like, and you suddenly have to rethink it. You have to go, actually, have we, have we discussed this? Perhaps we haven't. We, we got married and stuff and we did the five-year thing, but have we done the 10-year? Have we even done the 20-year thing? So actually, we have um, had to really think about what that shared goal is. And let me tell you, Fran, that's not been an easy thing. Because that's quite a big thing. It's easy to say, not easy to to really, yeah, to think about, and actually to really, and me for me, because what if my husband's goal was, yeah, actually, I'd like to go back to Sicily with the family in ten years' time, and what if I vehemently didn't want to do that, you know? Yeah. But then again, that comes into compromise. So um, we're still working on that shared goal actually at the moment, um, positively. But it is really important. But like going back to the whole Dave in the corner, if I was Dave or my husband was Dave, you could see what would happen long term if one of us wasn't happy to come into this conversation and give the equal amount of attention and focus on it yeah. the relationship is going to come back off the tracks again so goal setting shouldn't be arduous it shouldn't be unsexy and unromantic but it should be positive and practical because and like you say with celebs go dating what we're trying to teach people is not that 
you know, of course, we all want the hearts and flowers. We all want the feels and the tickles and the, you know, the, the sex and the, oh, we want all of it. And we can have all that. But it is so much more than that when you're in a re- meaningful relationship. And that's what we're just trying to teach people. You can, we can have that. But we also really need to work on the foundation and the meat behind that. And there's a real reason for that. You know, good, healthy, long-standing relationships are good for our health. Statistically, if you are in a fulfilled relationship, um, statistically, you are proven to have lesser health problems. You are statistically proven to live longer. Um, Wait, you know, there are no. there are real. Anna, I feel like I've heard something that married men live longer, but married women actually have their life shortened. I swear, I haven't made that up. I swear. I love this stat. Let's look into this. Let's look into this. I'm sure that married women, and it makes perfect sense to me. I mean, I can see why married women would live. Nushka, my assistant's here. Nushka. Can you just Google, do married yes. women live less? Yeah, no, let's let's find this out, Fran. I'm, I'm here for this. So, so I'm overall, sure that's a oh, fact. Yeah. Let's, because let's, if you look at men, you, mm. you always look at men. I, I say always. There's obviously the exception to the rule, but most men that have got mm. divorced and then stay single, mm. they seem to evolve into like a little hobbit-type creature <laughs> and their homes become more and more decrepit. I'm definitely not speaking from experience <laughs> Like Steptoe and Son. <laughs> And then women just seem to flourish after a divorce. And I wondered actually, yeah, do you have it? Because I am a very, very, very happily divorced woman. And I will go around telling anyone that will listen, you'll never meet a happier woman than a divorced woman. Yeah, and, <laughs> I think and, that and, might be yeah. my toxic trait. Yeah, no, no not, not at all. And do you, know, do you know Helen Thorne from Scummy Mummies? Yes. So you should get Helen Thorne on, on your pod. So Helen is equally a, the most happiest divorced woman I've ever met. And I love Helen. And I think what's really important... I think I heard her talking about her post-divorce dick on uh, on a podcast and I was here for it. (laughs) I I related. She's amazing. Yeah, she honestly, she's she's amazing. You know, what she went through. Oh, dreadful story. You know, husband cheated on her on the eve of lockdown. Like, it was awful. Like, I can say that because she speaks about it very, very publicly and openly. Um, But it is important, actually. You're right. This is such a good topic because being in the wrong relationship is absolutely the wrong thing to do you know I am so pro-divorce and being single um if that means coming out of a shitty relationship do you know what I mean yeah and I, I am all about a good healthy relationship but not for the sake of it and not at the cost of your mental health your well-being and your overall happiness and actually 100%. yeah and, and and that and that is often the best option you know the best option and as I say I, I'm I'm a big preacher of relationships but I'm also um, a big uh, preacher of yeah not sticking around suffering you know when when yeah. when you don't need to be um, and, and I, I you know and I, I I would be the same yeah and I think something I've learned over the last couple of years from being in two two recent relations like sort of serious relationships is that Sometimes just because a relationship was toxic, it doesn't mean that that person was toxic or that you were. It's just that together it was not a right fit. And I can really look back now and see that when I got married, my ex-husband was very more self, I don't know how else to call it, but self-developmentally wise, a lot more advanced than I was. And I can 100% see now that I was the one holding him back. He was the one that was like, we can travel the world. And I was like, no, I've got a nine to five. I've got a mortgage. I need to stay. He persuaded me to quit my job and start my own business. He really did give me the, like 
the encouragement and and the safety as well like like practical safety like he said to me look rent your flat out in London for a year I will pay the rent for a year on this flat in Shoreditch and you can use that rental income to replace your salary so that you're not going from a full-time salary to nothing you know in a way he was kind of my greatest life coach but in other ways was one of the most toxic people in my life and I can look back now and see he must have been so frustrated because he had to drag me kicking and screaming every step of my development away from what I felt safe with. And that must have been very frustrating for him. But then the next relationship I got into, I purposely chose somebody that was very, very safe and very had very, very a small world because that felt safe to me because that person wasn't going to drag me you know, to places where I felt uncomfortable and forced Mm -hmm. me to grow. But of course, then the roles reversed and I then felt very frustrated. And that's at the moment when I was like, I now know what my husband felt like with me. And that was like a real awakening because I think in the words of Taylor Swift, it's me. I'm the problem. I realized it wasn't all him. He was not the top, although, you know, definitely a two-sided thing. There were things that were definitely, I was stunting in the relationship. And I feel like now being single for a long time, having gone through all of that, I can really look back clearly and say, oh, okay, you know, I was the person dragging it down in this one and and this person was the person dragging it down. So that's really, I think, enlightening, I think, going forward. But I just just don't see how, how, how do we move forward with our goals, especially like master manifestors, which I do like Mm. to put myself in that category. Like we move fast, we're constantly evolving, we're constantly changing, we're we're up leveling all the time. How do you find someone that keeps up with that? Is am I doomed to roam the earth alone for the rest of my life? Or no, you're not, Fran. You're not. You're not. What what I would say, and this is sorry, forgive me. This is a bit of the old, it's a bit of the old therapist kicking in here. But I would say, in order to move forwards, and like I say, I am the queen of a manifestation. So with those two relationships that you've been through, um. Looking back at those, and this is all, so reflecting back on those relationships, what would you, let me rephrase that, what will you do differently in your next relationship? We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week we talk about the curious things that people do. Fans say it's like hanging out with your funny friends. If you like lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and a hint of psychology, chances are we are discussing something relevant to you, like relationships, dreams, phobias, weddings, work, cults, a hundred topics and counting. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please click the link in the show notes. marriage one I think I would be more open to change and more open to uh things that I don't know or feel comfortable about and I have realized that I do have a problem with permanency I have this issue where I'm like this has to be forever like whether it's a house or somewhere you live or whatever and I'm really overcoming that I'm really realizing that I am not a tree I'm not rooted I can move and I can be open to changes in life. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. one thing that I would learn from that is I would try not to be so stuck. I'd be more receptive to just being open to ideas. Um, and the second one, I think I would be really be 
honest about red flags Mm -hmm. because in this year and a half relationship, I never met a single family or friend ever. Got two children together. Never met a single family. (laughs) Never, never been to their their home there that nothing and I think and when and when did that red flag when did you and when did you notice that being you know in your in your mindset like early days week six right week six early 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 but do you know what they say if you want to get away with shit date a single mum because we ain't got time we ain't got time to to uh psychoanalyze everything I, I went back to London for a year with the sole goal of buying a house for me and my daughter in the country. So I had a salon down there. I was just hustling. I would work 15-hour days. I had my daughter. We would Airbnb our flat every other weekend. So I was never stopping. So if I would just see this person for a couple of hours on a Thursday night every week, Mm. it can easily become a year, a year and a half before you go, hang on a second. I've never been to this person's home. I've never met a single friend or family member. But it's been a year. And I Mm. think that's why... It, it scares me sometimes that as a single mum, you are there's a whole new set of problems, there's a whole new set of issues where you just don't have the time, you don't have the bandwidth, and you don't have the attention mm-hmm. as well. Like, of what is this person really about? That's yeah, yeah. And I think, I mean, it sounds to me that well, you you know that you've learned an awful lot, and I you, yeah, I think give yourself a break as well on the on the red red flag. The, the amount of the, so many of us ignore the red flag, but yeah, I think we can all we're all guilty. Uh, not all of us. That's generalizing. We can we can be guilty of uh, ignoring those red flags because we want it to work. You know, we want to see beyond that. And listen, I'm with I'm with you, girl. You know, I you know prior to, to getting married myself. Um, I've been in relationships where, yeah, there is a glaring red flag. I mean, I've got a bunting full of it, you know, flashing in my face. Um, I was in a, I was in an emotionally abusive relationship in my mid twenties. Um, I didn't actually know it was at the time. Um, nobody had ever. You never sort of, do. You never you do. Never you think you you're do, crazy. Honey. That's. It, it, do you know what? It's like being a Shutter Island, isn't it? Because it you is. think, is it me? Is it, is it me? me? And when you're around that constantly, it's such yeah. a, I'm so pleased that, so I just saw that Refuge, uh, is it Refuge? Yeah, has just yeah, made a new law. They've they've got a new law passed about coercive control and emotional mm-hmm. abuse and and how it, it is being really recognised now. It's it's the as, most it's the most wicked thing. It really is the oh, most wicked thing. And I, I've been in the, in the heart of that as well. And it takes a lot to come through that and to piece yourself back together again, because um the questioning of yourself as you say the self-doubt I, I I think um and forgive me because I, I I have full empathy for anyone that's in abuse in a physically abusive relationship but I I remember and this probably sounds oh god I really hope this doesn't come across as anything other than just from my perspective but I remember being in my emotionally abusive relationship and almost wishing that he Stay. raised a hand to me like yeah. I know that sounds awful, right? Because then you can prove it, and I genuinely almost wished he had, um, because, as you say, that felt like the tangible evidence, um, as opposed to the is this right or is this not right? You know what he's saying to me, and you know the 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 the, the, the mind fuck that that I'm going yeah. through, um, and actually, funnily enough, it was it was when he the, he just he just tipped the iceberg of of getting physical that made me that was my sort of 
ultimate. And I think now, I mean, this is sort of 15, 16 years later, um, I think it's positive that, as you say, somewhere like Refuge is now helping women, men understand how it might feel to be in an emotionally abusive relationship because it is a very lonely place to be, as you will know, Fran. And it does shape you moving forwards. And it it does um, change the way you trust in people. I mean, we find this on Celebs Go Dating um, when people have been in toxic relationships. Uh, the trust is low and you can understand why and the defense is high. And that sounds like it with, with exactly yourself. You came out of one relationship. Naturally, of course, consciously, pardon me, and subconsciously, you chose a relationship, the complete opposite, because you didn't yeah. want to go, you didn't want A, you wanted B, but then being in B was too much of the other extreme. So it was going to create 8. issues. Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. But 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 sort of what your choices around that are completely natural and normal and make sense. And I think this is what's really important in relationships. When we make these decisions, when we've had a relationship, we, we've had an experience in that relationship, we reflect on that, the good bits, the bad bits. Um, there are going to be both probably by the very nature of the fact we're no longer in that relationship, you know, and then we move on to the next one. Um, but it is about, and I know this sounds so cheesy, you know, you know, hashtag be kind to you know yourself, but be kind to yourself because we come with um, scars and war wounds, you know, and, and it takes a lot to be able to process those into a positive and not carrying them on into your next relationship, you know, and I know that myself, you know, there's even in my marriage now, there are, you know, there, there have not so much now, but there are times when something might be said or done that my my, my subconscious has picked up on a, a learn, you know, it's a flag, woo, because it's reminded me of a tone of voice or a sentence or something that takes me back to that time of being in a bad relationship. Yeah. And then it's processing that, that he is not him. And that, you know, what was his intention behind that comment? It was different, you know, and so it isn't, you know, not tarring someone with that same brush, but that can be really hard, you know, and I think, so many of us that have relationship history and relationship experiences, um, when we're going into the dating world now, you know, and you and me, Fran, I'd say we're in the prime of our lives now. You know, we've oh, we've God, got yeah. kids. You know, we 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 know our shit. You know, we know how to be a kick-ass mum. We work. We you know, we are super women. Um, and I think what comes with that is a real level then of expectation about who we want to welcome into our lives as our partner, because we ain't going to take any old shit. The but I think sometimes the bar it's is high. high. And I think sometimes that can be our downfall. I say our, I'm not on the market. <laughs> I'm making it sound like I'm going to. But if I was, for the purpose of this, Fran, let's say I am. Um, but I think with that, I think when we, you know, carry that backpack of warrior, I've gone through this and here I am and I'm a, you know, hurrah, you know, and it's, it, 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 it's fantastic and, and, we, um, and it's amazing that we, we're like that. But at the same time, I think that is where, and, and so many people now, you know, in the dating world go, but I just can't meet anyone. And I think it's because we put our expectations so high. Now, that's okay. It's okay to have high expectations but not to be confused with actually we have our boundaries set. We're not, mm. you know, if we lower the, we need, you know, Mr. or Miss Perfect, you know, to be, you know, whatever, you know, great in the sack, earning loads of cash, you know, not being a complete fuck up, you know, all of those kind of things. 
Um, but I think the, I think what's important to remember is, like we said at the beginning when we started talking, is that there is no such thing as perfect. And hey, guess what? If you've got some emotional scars and some experience behind you, chances are the person you're going to meet also has those. And I think Gorgeous, it's really especially imp- at this age. Exactly. This age. Exactly. So it's important to know your boundaries, but also recognize that if I have experience, negative and positive, then so will they. And then that is where it's about just, so, you know, we always talk about your core values aligning and that is always key. And I think when we're going into the dating world and when we're looking at well, who, who, who is out there for me, <clears throat> as long as you are meeting someone that had, no, you will, Fran, we're going to sort this out. We According need to, to Tinder, dating. absolutely nobody. <laughs> and go you're hot shit I think it's because you're just waiting you're waiting for that right person because you don't want to settle right you've got time well, you to know settle. what you were just saying about how once you have been divorced I do consider us divorced ladies as an elite an elite race hell yeah <laughs> we, um, we I think when you get into a relationship like you say there's so much compromise and it's like mm. when you get into it it's like I want to build a home with somebody. A lot of women, the reality is, you know, the pay gap still exists. A lot of women can't afford to buy a home by themselves. That's just the reality. A lot of women couldn't afford to have children by themselves because childcare, like who, how does that work? Who can afford that? How does it work? Most people in a married couple struggle with that. So you, you seek out this person, not just for love and connection, but because you want to build a family home. You want to have children. You want to do whatever it is. And the problem is, is with those of us that have done that by ourselves, what the fuck are you bringing to my life? What are right. you saying, bitch? Like, you tell me because I've already bought my dream home. I've already got my beautiful children. I've already got my dream career. I've already, I can take myself around the world. I'm a candle. <laughs> Do you know what? At Christmas, I buy myself a, a Christmas birthday. And this is just a recent thing. Sure. I buy myself a birthday, a Christmas and a Mother's Day present because as a single mother, those three times can be very lonely. And one last year, not last year because I started doing it, but the year before, my daughter said, why don't you get any Christmas presents or birthday presents? And I was like, oh my God, she's seeing that, you know, I'm not, I'm not being valued in that way. And if that is her love language, Mm. she's seeing that, you know, I don't get that. And I thought, you know what? No, fuck this shit. And I now buy myself nicer presents than any dusty old man has ever bought me. Good girl. I'm turning into my own dream husband is what I'm trying to tell you. Well, this is it. So I would ask the question then, because you sound really fulfilled, Fran, and I'm I'm so here for it. So what is it that you're looking for in a man? What can they bring to your life that you would like? Not that you need, but what you would like. Dick. (laughs) I hear you. A, there's some excellent vibrators on the market. But B, no. but, but, but you don't want that. But, no. but so, so would you say? So would you say? Um, but do you want a relationship, or do you just want someone that you trust and that you can have nice sex with to come and go? So here's the thing: my life is going really amazingly well, and I have some amazing experiences, and I basically share all of that with my married sister, who I just tell her, and she's really happy <laughs> for me. It would be nice to have somebody to live it with. You know, I've mm. got three young daughters. I would love to be sitting here and saying, "We're going to go to the Maldives this year. We're going to go to somewhere this year." The reality is if I go away with my daughters, it's either me on my own, there's mm. the only adult. I'm very aware I'm the only adult in my household that can get quite wary Stifling. sometimes. I don't think yeah. we're designed to live like that. Mm. And also, you know, 
I'm thriving in my life. I can afford to have amazing experiences, but I've got no one to share it with other than my amazing daughters, which of course I really enjoy. But it would but be they're nice little. To... But they, they don't have adult conversation. The six-year-old almost does. She watches a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race. But yeah. no, that, yeah, I need that adult conversation. It would just be nice to have someone to share that <laughs> and to share that load with, you know? Like yes. when the pandemic hit, I had just nearly killed myself to buy a house and my salon got closed down because beauty was made illegal and I was pregnant with twins and I had this mortgage that I now couldn't afford and it was all on me you know everything was on me and it would just be nice of course shit times are going to happen there's going to be days when you get bad news there's going to be days where your health is bad whatever it'd be nice to have someone to share that with other than my sister (laughs) so yes yes that's basically what I would like but the very difficult thing is I ain't ready to take any shit because I don't Mm. like I say I don't need you for the house I don't need you for the children I don't need you for anything so Mm -hmm. it's really hard amazing I need an emotional support animal with a dick well well yes you do yes you do well let's get let's get a dog (laughs) no not Uh, not an animal (laughs) oh no yeah I was gonna say that we're going a bit weird on that one but we yeah we won't go down the dog but just for the emotional support (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> but so so with that, so I think with that, um, uh, I, I love all of it. And I think what what you're looking for is absolutely out there. But you carry such a wonderful, strong, independent woman backstory. I think your challenge is finding someone that can appreciate that without feeling intimidated. Um yeah because you are strong and successful and I guess so someone wants so a partner wants to feel needed Um, they want to feel that you're bringing something that they're bringing something to you other than and let's you know so so the man that's out there for you and he is out there for you there probably will need to be a little part of you letting them in on on other areas which I think is going to probably be quite hard for you for understandable reasons because they'll want and this takes time trust you know trust and sharing but they'll want to take some of that emotional load from you and because you have become so used to holding all that and going fuck you world you know what I've made my own shit work because guess what I had to and I so respect that because I've been there too and I also know we are kind of one and the same but I also know this is more me sort of speaking sister to sister, actually, um, that, and even in my own marriage now, you know, it can be quite hard for me to let that go, you know, to allow someone in to take some of that emotional load off me. Because without doing that, and I've had it said to me, uh, well, what am I? Just, just the D. Um, and, you know, someone oh, no. that gets to take you out every now and again. Well, that's not enough for me, as in for, for them. You know, they want right. they want more. You know, they want to feel needed and wanted and trusted and to take. And that can be really hard because guess what? We sit there and we go, well, listen, I've been let down in the past. You know, I've had to hustle this and make this work for me. So you're going to have to be pretty goddamn special for me to give some of that over to you because our, our trust is bruised um so I think I think that but then but that comes with time you know and that for you as well that meeting the right person that can respect 
your experiences, your life story and respect the woman you are now. And I think I'm not saying you would do this, but um, we actually had this recently a little bit on Slebs Go Dating, which is on at the moment um, with Cecilia from the Tinder Swindler. Um, <clears throat> and Cecilia's got the most amazing story of those who've seen the Tinder Swindler, you know, that she was absolutely, you know, she's she, if anyone doesn't have trust in men, you know, it, it could be Cecilia. Um, yeah. But we've actually had sort of a similar situation with her. Wonderful girl. Um, but because she comes at this with a, I'm a boss bitch, independent woman, and I've got through this, um, it's really hard for a guy to, to to be let in, you know, emotionally to take it from her because she's like, no, I'm not even going to give you that chance. Um, yeah. and, and that's the thing. We need to find that equilibrium to, to let that person in. But that takes time and that takes trust. And the right man will allow that time to breathe. Do you know what? You saying this, I've had an epiphany. I've had a goddamn epiphany me. while we're here, right? So I don't need someone for those traditional things, right? Like money or, or career advancement or whatever, or children. But do you know what I really lack in my love language mm-hmm. is acts of service. And right at the beginning of my relationship with my ex-husband, we weren't even speaking at the time. The only reason we started speaking again was because my washing machine leaked and he brought over, he disconnected his own hose from his washing machine and brought it over and fixed it. And I was like, I will ignore all the red flags and I'll marry you tomorrow. I mean, I I have to admit, yeah. That's a blozzer that, waiting that to happen. does it for me. If you yeah. buy me a Gucci bag, I will throw it on the floor. I don't care. If you fix my washing machine when it is leaking into my flat, I will love you forever. Acts right. of service. And also, Mark will verify this. My wonderful listener who is having to oversee this podcast recording because I have such a technical, I have such tech phobe like issues. I'm about to move into a new house on Friday. I don't know how to connect up the Wi-Fi. I don't know oh. how to connect up the TV. And I have such a mental block on these that I often can't even find the people to pay to do it. So I realized that the area in my life that is missing is somebody that can come in and be like, I can fix your washing machine. I can connect up the TV. I can, do you know what I mean? Like that acts of service is paramount to me and you can't pay for that. You can't, you can't no. buy that. That is just having someone that you trust and you So, so well, you've given me an epiphany here. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, well, we, we need epiphanies. That's exactly what it is. So then when you're looking for that person, you know, when you are on dating apps and you're looking into it, it's then being clever and subtle to work out if their love language or if they could serve your love language. So remember, a love yeah. language is, you know, acts of service. So it isn't about just, as you know, getting a dude in and being like, brilliant, I'm going to get some free, uh, some free DIY. Um, but it's for them no. to recognize that the way to your heart and for you to feel loved is if they nurture you. And I think, yeah. and that's what I think really important. Now we can be independent, boss bitch, you know, which, which we are, but we can also um, allow someone in, you know, and I think those, those are the areas of, funnily enough, you and I share the same love language, actually. That's my primary one as well. All my husband has to do is put the dishwasher on without asking and you know, he's a happy wow. boy tonight, you know, and, and, and yeah, but bring me a, as you say, bring me a handbag. Oh, it's very nice. But you know, I would much prefer, uh, like even this, like even talk about this morning, he's working from home today in, um, he, it, the, the, it's the thought, isn't it? And I, I'm a huge believer in the thought that counts. And, you know, he just came in and he, he'd bought some sausages and a baguette and said, would you like me to make you some breakfast? You know, my God, like that for me what is so much dream. 
Well, I mean, I'm not gonna not gonna lie, Fran. It doesn't often happen. But you know what? He has set the week up in a good way because it's those things that I feel loved, I feel wanted, I feel respected today. Um, but I equally know that my husband's love language is quality time. And I'm a busy girl. Um, I'm here, there, and everywhere. I have the kids. Uh, time is not something I am uh, in in abundance with. So no. that can be really tricky. So my husband, you know, I, I have on, you know, several occasions had to really check myself um, because his love language is spending time with me, or me giving him my undivided attention for even half an hour, well, no, without being flicking off to a this or a that or a phone kid toilet wiping ass wiping it's <laughs> for yourself or for your children. I mean I mean oh it's been a heavy weekend Fran um <laughs> but, it, but do you it's, ever feel resentful of that though do you ever feel like god I've got children that need me I've I'm um, you know you may be the breadwinner I don't know if you are god you, why are you being like do you ever feel because I as soon as you're saying that I'm like mm. I'm straight away like come on man like <laughs> oh come on well well Yes, and that, but that's what's I think so important to recognise because, yeah, being completely honest, there are times I'm like, dude, I ain't got time for myself. Do you know what I mean? Let alone you. But then I'm thinking to myself, how important is it that my love language is recognised? Really important. It really means a lot to me. Like honestly, it really like we all know it. If it's served well, it's everything. And I I see love languages save marriages left, right, and centre. Truly. So then I'm thinking, okay, I know I'm short on time, but actually, if this is my husband's love language and I am wanting and I chose to be in a respectful, equal relationship, then I've got to drop my ego a bit and sort my shit out. And I've got to, you know, it is my, I need, I want to, not need to, but I want to. That's yeah. what he needs from me as his wife. So yeah, does that mean I'm going to have to kind of, you know, sacrifice something? Then then yeah, if that's what he, because that's what he needs to feel loved. and like. For example, tomorrow, we're actually spending a day together tomorrow, which is rare because you say the kids out and work and everything. But it comes down to this, how I'm just speaking for myself here, but, you know, everyone can put this into their own context. How important is it for my marriage and my relationship that I serve this properly? Really important. Because what happens without it? Resentment starts to brew. What does that start to do? It gets bickering. Then what happens? We start to just get shitty with each other in the house. The kids then start to, you know, pick up on it. And that's not, it it turns into a toxic environment or potentially a toxic environment. to divorce bill. Exactly. And it brews and it cracks and it just, you know, festers. So it's, it's, it's making sure and like the fact you know and I'm gonna look forward to it too but I know he's really looking forward to it because he feels loved because I have prioritized him over everything else to spend time with him tomorrow um I think love languages are hugely powerful and I I I, I'm a massive fan of them yeah and do you know what as well what you were just saying there made uh made me remember what Paul said (laughs) our friend Paul that A relationship is just constant little bids for love. And like you say that, just Always. buying a baguette and some sausages and saying, do you want me to make you breakfast? Like, it's just little things like that that just keep it going. And I guess what you're saying about how important is it to you? I say this to people all the time when they say, oh, I really want to do whatever, but I keep like falling off the bandwagon. And it's like, well, how important is it to you? 
how exactly. important is it? You have to set your priorities. Yes. And I guarantee if you set your priorities and you have the right reasons behind them, you will achieve those goals in that area. And Absolutely. if you set them in your relationship, yeah, you need to remember that, don't you? Like years down the line that this is a priority for me to, you know, be in a relationship <clears> with Evs. <throat> It, it, exactly. And it, and, and it does sometimes, I'm all a big fan of, of checking in as well on that. And, you know, of there are times I think, oh, God, bugger this. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. you know, everyone gets a bit stale, you know. Again, I could I'll keep banging on about it, but that's why we developed the relationship place. Because we, my husband and I, literally back of a fag packet when we were on holiday two years ago, suddenly came up with this idea of like all the DMs I receive. Well, let's just put all of this information out there for everybody. Because we all know that when you've got kids, you know, last thing you want to do, you know, your relationship goes down the pan, you know, you're arguing this, that, you know, it's, it's really, really common. But it is about just checking in and thinking, well, ultimately, what does this relationship give me? Now, I do it all the time. What does my marriage give me? Um, and if the pros outweigh the cons, then you're doing okay. So then you have to ask yourself, well, what do I need to do to make sure this relationship stays on course? You know, and it is exactly as Paul says about, about little love bids. And, you know, my sort of analogy, we both love an analogy, but, it, you know, it is like a train on a track. And, you know, I've got to keep, you know, I've got to keep sort of fueling up that train, got to keep st- stoking in the coal, you know, into yeah. it, just little bit by bit, bit by bit. If not, that train's just going to stop, you know, and it is, yeah. it's, it's going to run out of puff. And that's the way I see it. And you say the baguette and the sausages this morning, the going shopping for three hours tomorrow for Christmas, but then probably having a little glass of fizz somewhere tomorrow. You know, that's a couple of stokes of coal going in the engine. And guess what? Yeah. We both feel fulfilled. I feel loved today because I've had a sausage baguette. No uh, euphemism, <laughs> intended or pun intended. Um, my husband feels loved <laughs> tomorrow because we're spending some time. So they, they aren't grand gestures. You don't need the flipping diamond rings. Every, I mean, I'd, love, I'd be so lucky. You know, but it is about these small little bids or tokens or you know, coal in the oven you know, for me just to keep things chugging along nicely. Lovely. And I think that is, it is simple things like that. So I was having a look at the relationship place. It's a modern therapy solution. And I think it's amazing for, especially people with children or people that do not have a lot of money to spend on therapy because that's why we did it. It's amazing. And and the, the this is me plan, I think I need that. So this is, oh. from what I understand, for people that are yet to get into a relationship, but want to make sure that they are sort of in love with themselves first and are in a healthy position to get into a relationship I think there's so many people that should do that before I'm 100% going to do it before they get into a relationship but what I loved about it is I think in the whole self-development or awareness whatever space people are looking for step 10 they want the answer to step 10 before they've done step one and like you say before you go to therapy before you spend 80 pounds on an hour sitting on a sofa arguing with your husband Mm -hmm. why not just actually sit and look at the really small things you can do. What are, what are their love languages? What are the yeah. small things you can do? Can you make them a sausage baguette this morning, whether it's a real one or a, you know, the other kind? <laughs> like, what are those Both small work. things you can do? And I bet, I tell you what, I bet about 80% of relationships, if they just took those mm-hmm. small tips, and of course, it's not about what you learn, it's about what you implement. If mm-hmm. they actually did that, what a profound effect that would have in their relationships. That's why I love it. These are small bite-sized videos, aren't they? And I love that you show how long the lessons are as well. So if you're like, I'm so time poor, I think this is me plan is something like 51 minutes, six uh, videos, six lessons. 
you can yes. look at that and be like, right, okay, I can do this. Let's try these small things first. Yeah. Let's actually implement them. And then if that doesn't work, then we'll go and check out therapy. Do you know what I mean? But exactly. I bet 99 times out of 100, it works, right? Thank, well, well, yes. And actually, we've had some love. Thank you for that, Fry. That was so beautifully explained as well. Uh, we've had such a lovely response from it since we launched it a couple of months ago. Um, and that was the point. We were kind of, we, we were just sort of talking about because my husband and I we've benefited from couples therapy um but as you say it's it can be really bloody expensive as you say you know 80 quid a pop you know before and that's actually quite cheap you know and then as you say once you started you sort of have to go about six eight sessions in do you know what I mean because it ain't going to be fixed in one session you know got a child care exactly Got to get exactly. Yeah, a lot of couples therapists don't really like to work on Zoom just because of the very nature of being a mediator. I would agree with that. I I, I do mediation, and actually, in a couple's sense, it is far more uh, appropriate, I think, to to have it physically, uh, just to keep it on track. Um, but it's expensive, and so we were thinking, well, how can we help people? Because we also recognise that people don't necessarily like they need to go all the way down that route. And I'm all about just with even mental health as well as relationships, early intervention prevention better than cure and as you say Fran it's these little tips and techniques that if we implement in those in that little moment where the crack started or that little bit of pissed offness started to brew um and you go do you know what I want a bit of help and this is what we were doing there's a lot of stigma around couples therapy as well still and and there really shouldn't be because my god who the hell knows how to have a successful relationship I mean who like you show me oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well Paul yeah but I mean I don't I mean it's not for me to say but Paul I mean Paul, Paul, Paul's got his story you know I mean it's uh you know there's that certainly hasn't come easy you know and I, I'll say that as yeah. a friend you know without going into it you know um because that's not my story to tell but it, it all comes from a learning curve and 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 he's a huge huge advocate of, of couples therapy as well we both are um, and that's the thing we wanted something that was really cost effective you know people can't afford everything and we and also with with things especially cost of living now as well totally recognize that if you're gonna have to weigh up you know sorting out the heating bill and food you're gonna prioritize that of course you are over spending a bit of cash on fixing your relationship or fixing yourself but yeah. so we wanted to try and give an option for both um and the say so that this is me plan is sort of the standout one where it is really just about really giving yourself an overhaul a bit of TLC who the hell am I if you're at a crossroads in life you feel a bit stuck you're low in confidence maybe you want to get into a relationship or dating and you need to kind of get yourself sort of or maybe you're even in one but you still feel like you need to work on you um that's that plan is is, is brilliant and really effective at that and and then we have uh, five others as well from pre-commitment so if you're worried about committing and you've got kind of a few commitment phobic things there or there's a the wedding planning plan because people we recognize can get really stressed out during that phase there's so many things to think about you know shared the goals like we've said break up or are on the verge yes. of breaking up whilst planning their wedding yes Fuck me it, like it's stressful right? it's stressful and because they're perhaps also not thinking about life after the big day and that's that's where that mm. one's come from couples with kids is a massive one we know how uh you know one in five couples breaks up in the first 12 months of having a baby you know that's, that's how stressful it is yeah well yeah I can, I, I, can, I can believe it my worst arguments we've ever had were in the first three months of having a baby I mean proper foaming at mouth arguments 
you know, yeah. screaming at each other arguments. It's an absolute grenade. And then there's couples in conflict, you know, when you're arguing or you're not, you know, and I've, I'm teaching people arguing styles and how to get to get around. And then there's a make or break plan, you know, do do I leave or do I go, you know, and looking for red flags. What is life like after a relationship? And sometimes, like I said earlier on, you know, when the best time for you actually is to come out of that relationship. And I wanted it all to be just simple, easy. Like you say, we're all busy, particularly if you're a mum or a parent or a dad. You know, I wanted it, you could literally sit on the bog for that sacred six minutes and watch one of the activities and the lessons, you know. I wanted it to be bite-sized. Or you're sitting in the car doing the school run and you've got, you know, 10 minutes before you do pick up and you can just sit there on your phone, watch one of the vids and then implement it. And, yeah, it's been really successful. And I just wanted to make, you know, therapy accessible to everybody, really. I love it. I think with any goals, we've learned that with any goal you set in your life, if there is a single barrier in the way to you doing it, if you are saying you're going to work out and then your gym doesn't have a crash space or you can't find your trainers, you ain't doing that. You ain't doing that shit. So if you're making it really easy, you don't have to leave your house, you can access it on your phone. I think you are doing the world a service. I know we are, we've been on this phone call for fucking like over an hour, but just oh, really quickly. Why? I feel like I want to give you like, not a task. This is a big ask, but something that I really thought is not missing from your website, but something I'd love to see more research on on. is how hormones affect Mm -hmm. relationships. And I think this is something that is so not talked about. I've done a lot of work recently on uh, cyclical living and how your periods like there's a week of the month where I hate men and I mm-hmm. if anyone talks to me I'll like just it's not good Same. and how in a relationship that can completely derail a relationship mm-hmm. if you don't recognize the patterns but also how like you say so many relationships break down in pregnancy or in the first year yes. of having a baby and I know that when I am pregnant I cannot abide being near any men I can't including the father of my child Mm -hmm. and I remember saying the last time I was like you just need to give me a year until these hormones the breastfeeding hormones are out of my body and as soon as I was like six months clear of the breastfeeding hormones it's like the the cloud had lifted and I was a different person and you know what Ricky Lake did an incredible documentary called Making Babies where she studied how so many women were on birth control in their 20s or whatever, they meet their husband, they come off birth control to try and have a baby and they realize they hate their husband because the birth control actually changes Mm -hmm. who you are attracted to. Now, I think that so many women are being done a disservice. So I remember saying to my ex, look, it's not me, it's my hormones. I literally, I can't, but they've never heard of this. They don't understand it. And and I think, can you please help the women of the world? Like, is this do you something know what, you Fran? can do? Do you know what, Franny, that's such a great suggestion. And actually, we've has, and I, we so welcome any suggestions of extra plans. And actually, top my next top two I'm going to devise um, in the new year, actually, are around um, single parenting and step parenting. Um, and around and around parenting uh, within a relationship um, when you have children with uh, challenging, challenging needs. Because uh, that we know is an absolute, like, relationship break I know people that need that so yes. much so lots of people that have that children who are perhaps you know autistic or um you know but have a really tra- challenging time and that, that that's even more and then and that exactly as you say the impact of hormones on a relationship as you say within pregnancy or menopause or whatever it may be is an absolute I mean I, I can to- totally relate to that and then but we need to obviously understand ourselves but we also need to help teach 
our partners what we're going through and then how yeah. we can bridge that relationship so yes that, thank you for that that is absolutely on the slate uh, to be to, uh, to be to be addressed and I think a lot of relationships struggle during menopause for, for obvious obvious reasons yeah. but also as you say through pregnancy and birth um, and I think a lot of people hang in there by hook or by crook um, but you know what people need to uh, be given the help to actually enjoy it and understand each yeah. other more so yeah thank you for that I feel like maybe you need to come back and we do an entire episode on hormones and you know what? pregnancy Same. and all that kind of stuff. Same. Because we can talk about how much we hated our husbands when we were pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, but thank you so much for coming on today. I've enjoyed it so much. I'm sure my listeners have, and we've all got some value from this. And if anyone wants to go and check it out, it is the relationshipplace.com. Uh, .co.uk actually oh she went .co.uk okay I think think .com's not available for some reason (laughs) she's got someone else's name that's fine (laughs) but go and check it out if you are single there are plans for if you're single if you're in a relationship and I'm looking forward to the single parenting one I hope you bring that out soon and uh, is there anything else you want to tell us where can we find you online just listen and just just google me and actually it's quite Anna Williamson's I say that there's I even live next door to another Anna Williamson what are the chances of that not even joking and I went to school with her not even joking yeah not even joking um she's yeah I'm not I'm not having it front I mean she's married now so am I so we do use our 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 Marisol names as well um but yeah I'm on Anna Williamson official on on Instagram is where you can find everything but honestly Fran thank you so much for having me on um I really appreciate it I think you're an absolute superstar and I'm going to start, I'm going to get PCB and myself on the case to be finding you some hot guy. Oh, do you know what? You read my goddamn mind. So I've, uh, Paul's been on the podcast three times. He said he's never oh my been gosh. on the podcast three times before. He's, I'm the only person that he's been on their podcast three times. That, I'm that, taking that, that means on my he Instagram. really likes you. Trust me. He, I love him. I love yeah. his energy. I love his soul. But, but. He said he's going to help me find a man. Do you think he's done that? No, he has not. So help a girl out. I, do you know what? I'm almost, my approved, my my registration, what do you call it? My membership for Raya yeah. is a, is like up for approval is or it? whatever you want. Is it? Yeah, bitch. Right. Do you want to be one of my referrals? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> right. Listen, we're going we're gonna to sort this out. I'm going to message Paul in a minute. Be like, hey, just been on the phone to my mate Fran. What are you doing about this, Paul? You are a revered worldwide matchmaker sort it out help a girl out i need to find a man but yeah i'll hold you to that we'll we'll have a little update on that but thank you so much and thanks for listening guys the law of attraction has changed my life it's going to change yours too bitch bye what up bitches it's no secret that reading has changed my goddamn life i think it's incredible that people put their entire life's work their teachings into a book that often costs less than 10 pounds it's incredible to me and i am so thankful to all of the authors that have helped me on my self-development journey and you know i have the uk's biggest self-development book club there's over three thousand of us reading along each month but maybe you're thinking fran i ain't got time to read who do you think i am barbara cartland no you are busy you are girl bossing it you are living your goddamn life and I get that I see that I hear it and I value it and that's where audible can come in if you find yourself only with the time to be able to listen to something but to not sit and physically hold a book maybe you have a physical job like um 
cleaning or whatever, where you are using your hands, or maybe you're a crafter and you want to be able to just listen to something and to learn on the go, or maybe you're driving a lot and you're able to listen to a book, but you know, it's illegal to read a book and drive, bitches. Don't try it. Then Audible may be for you. I have a 30 day free trial that you can have a little go at and see if it's for you. You can download millions of books to your phone or to your laptop or whatever you fucking want and listen to it wherever you are. Um, So check it out. Um, I'll leave the link down below. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 